This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 129, Heal Your Body with Food, with Natalie Postel, part two. everybody. Welcome back. We're Becky Higgins and Becky Proudfit and pleased to bring to you today the second part of this amazing conversation that we've been having with Natalie Postel, um, who is speaking to us about healing your body with food. So with no further ado, here's the second part of that conversation. Next would be food is your supplement. So find out what your body is needing, like we talked about, and then use food as a supplement. My favorite way to do this is a green smoothie. Mm -hmm. I put every client on a green smoothie because it's so simple. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not a Jamba Juice. It's not a very sweet smoothie, but it should be 80% greens, 20% berries, just big handfuls, fill it up with water, toss a bunch of nuts and seeds in there. And then I add bone broth protein powder. I love Paleo Valleys. And then, um, you know, like mushroom powder is what I use. It's really great anti-cancer. So whatever boosts you want, mm-hmm. blend it up and let that be your multivitamin. It's just a great way to get started. And it doesn't, I don't drink mine in the morning. Um, I prefer a hot breakfast. So I have mine as a snack throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, get it in the way that it works for you. It doesn't have to look like what somebody else is doing, but it's a great way to do it. And then it also takes 10 times for your tongue to decide to like something for your taste buds. So if you don't like something right away, give your body time to adapt and adjust. And if you don't like veggies, you're not seasoning them properly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I always tell people that, like just learn how to season them well. You know, put the good healthy salt, like Redmond Real Salt or Celtic Sea Salt on Mm -hmm. it. Put butter, grass-fed butter, put lemon, you know, season your stuff. And it's delicious. Yes, I will. I will toot my own horn that I am the greatest. Yeah, well, that's another thing. <laughs> I am. And yes. everybody loves my food. And very, it's very often, good. they have no idea that they are that drinking bone broth. Right. No, it's there's true. actually, and that's another thing Natalie shares on her Instagram, is mm-hmm. there's really great recipes. Actually, she just posted one for ginger molasses muffins mm-hmm. that I am really excited to try mm. this week. Um, one, one tip that I have done with my kids, because I have... Not only done this myself and my husband, but we had all of our kids scan, so we have a better idea of where they're nutritionally lacking. And and I we did like an object lesson where we said, okay, you can have this green smoothie or you can have nine cups of spinach with a fork. Which do you prefer? <laughs> and every time they're like, okay, give me the smoothie. And we have found little things like we use powdered peanut butter, which isn't, I mean, the most whole foodie, but to get my kids to do it, we're kind of like gateway getting them into this green smoothie, but it really is a game changer. Absolutely. And start where you are. You know, if you can't do 80% greens, start with 50% greens and work your way up into it. But it actually really is rather delicious. I I think think. it's really good. Yeah. So green smoothies for the win. Next would be that sourcing matters. A lot of times we get hung up on calories and things like that. I would love for people to be hung up on sourcing, Mm. not only to make our planet healthier, but your body healthier. So what I mean by that is try to get the organic fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds, legumes, you know, that's why we have such bad gut dysbiosis is because of the fungal sides, herbicides, desiccants, et cetera, that's being sprayed on Mm -hmm. our crops. And then it gets into our soil. And then like glycosate is water soluble and now it's in our water system. So that's why we're having gut issues. Mm -hmm. Um, and then making sure that we, um, are eating 
not conventional animals. So you want 100% grass-fed beef, you want pasture-raised organic turkey, chicken, and eggs, and then wild-caught fish. So it's really helpful. Like I'm just thinking about all the questions I had going into this. What if I live in like Wisconsin and I have no idea how to find out where to get food like that in my area. Do you have any resources for like how you can start to find places like that? Yeah. I mean, you can Google local farms in your area. Number one, local is best. I have farms that I love that ship throughout the United States. So Arizona grass-fed beef is my favorite resource Mm -hmm. for beef and they will ship throughout the United States. Um, Grass Coop Cooperative, they have the best chicken pasture-raised organic chicken for eggs. I mean, ask your neighbors. So many people have chickens. Mm, So ask your neighbors, see what the chickens are eating. Um, There's really good CSAs in areas. So really just Google. Googling helps. Well, and even even farmer's markets. Like I know in Arizona, if you just type in like AZ farmer's market, I was with the girls over the weekend and we went and got some local organic produce. Like there are farmer's markets all over the place, mm-hmm. everywhere. Yes. yes. So the point is you aren't what you eat. You are what you eat eats. So that conventional cow that's eating GMO soy, GMO corn, and then their stomach is wrecked because they're supposed to be eating grass. Then we pump them full of antibiotics and hormones, mm-hmm. you know, instead of fixing what they're eating, that animal is going to be highly inflammatory in your body, which is why so many people have demonized meat. Mm-hmm. But meat isn't bad. It's the sourcing. So mm-hmm. just get back to the good sources of things and your world will open up to not having restrictive diets, right? So many people want to restrict diets and it's not about that. It's about eating what we always have eaten. You know, if you want, like, if you want me to sum up healthy eating, it's eating what you would have 150 years ago before the industrial revolution, you Mm -hmm. know, grab a bell pepper and eat the bell pepper, just like farmers did when they were out on the farm, they would grab something and munch on it while they worked. Mm. Um, you know, animal meat that's raised properly, dairy meat that's not pasteurized, that hasn't had the nutrition boiled out of it, um, and then all of the organics. Mm-hmm. And it really makes a difference in people's bodies. And then you don't feel restrictive in what you're eating. And then to offset the costs there, you want half of your plate to be vegetables. So meat now can become a condiment because it's so nutrient-dense. That meat is so nutrient dense because of what that animal is eating. You know, that grass fed cow has so many more nutrients in it. Mm. So it balances itself out. Um, also, snack food and sodas and Starbucks and all of that stuff is so expensive. Mm-hmm. And so, swapping it out is You know what great. else is so expensive? Um, any kind of medical treatment. Oh my gosh. That's the thing, right? <laughs> is you can, well. you can spend yeah. the money on the front end with your food supply and. And it will balance out with like your medical cost. Oh, and by the way, you feel awesome. So there's that too, right? Like you're not just eating crappy food and then fixing the problem and feeling like junk all the time. You're actually paying to feel good. Like, Mm -hmm. hello, this is the best money we could possibly spend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You'll pay for it on one end or the other. Exactly. You'll pay for it now for good food or you'll pay for it later in healthcare costs. Mm -hmm. Like for sure. And if you eat the standard American diet, you will get the standard American diseases. I mean, that's all of the top reasons, the top um, causes of death, they're all food related. Hmm. So why are we trying to fix the system with pharmaceuticals and with things like that first when we should be trying the thing that's causing the problem, right? We need to reverse the food to help heal up those systems in our body. Mm -hmm. Well, and systemically, we can't fix the system, Mm -hmm. right? Like we can't, we as an individual can't fix the way that that's done necessarily countrywide, but we can make choices in the way that we're purchasing the food. And like you said, going back kind of to 
what are what we're eating, what they're eating, and understanding more about that. That's Absolutely. why this is, information is so helpful. Yes, and you do. You vote with your dollar. So every time you choose that farmer over you know that big company product, mm. you're putting money towards good quality regenerative farms. You're saying, I will prioritize that over this. Mm-hmm. So please make more of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good point. Um, my next tip would be look at ingredients, not calories. You know, like you said, Becky, this is a time when everybody gets really restrictive, really mm-hmm. strict about their dieting. And, you know, that Cool Whip that has zero calories is not going to be the same nutrient density as that avocado that supposedly has so many calories. Right. So look at nutrient density over calorie intake. And when you do that, when you're filling your body with the nutrients it needs, you don't have to count calories and it doesn't feel restrictive whatsoever. Um, I just had a man come in for his second scan. We'll call him John. And he was having all sorts of issues. I could tell he was having prostate issues in the scan. I could tell that he was having heart disease issues. And within three months of just simple subbing out, and he did remove dairy because it was causing gut dysbiosis, Mm -hmm. he lost 60 pounds. Oh my word. And everything completely changed in his scan. Like no more oxidative stress, oh, wow. his inflammation's way better, his, mm-hmm. you know, his prostate health is so much better. So it's these little steps. And really all he did was remove soda, get a green smoothie in, and make healthy swaps. Mm-hmm. Wow. So incredible. That must have been the most satisfying thing to be a part of his journey. That is incredible. It is so rewarding to see. Yeah. And I tell people, like, I can give all the information, but it is people that they go home and they live it. Yeah. And so I'm so proud of people that want to take care of their body and honoring, like we said, that mm-hmm. temple. I love that you mm-hmm. said though, because as someone who's been on this and I'm actually due for my rescan, but I, the quick subbing of things out has been such a game changer because what I think people don't realize is, is much like most things in life, if you're attacking it from the back end in, it never works. Like it never works. We start to get these weird thoughts about, punishing ourselves and you know coming at it from that place of like anxiety and almost like self-hatred sometimes and the thing is if you start your day with a green smoothie if you're worried about nutrient density I promise you that like soda and sugar is not going to be something your brain's obsessed with anymore because you're giving it the actual nutrients it needs to perform Mm -hmm. if that makes sense that said there might be a period of transition as you detox but but I will tell you Natalie never once said to me like okay don't have sugar Mm -hmm. but have I seen like like a serious decline in my eating of sugar for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. It because naturally it happens. just naturally happens. Yep. But that's what I mean when I say relaxing into like good nutrition mm-hmm. because it's not about fighting. It's not about like, it literally is just like relaxing in yeah. subbing out, you know, doing it just, it really all compounds when we do it over time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm so stubborn. Like if you tell me not to eat cake, I will mm-hmm. obsess about it. And for <laughs> sure within three days, I will have had a slice of cake. Mm-hmm. So it's not about depriving. It's about filling your body with so much good stuff that the other things crowd out naturally. Yes, exactly. And then when you have a cake, I made my sister for her birthday, a coconut cream pie from scratch. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. And I had a slice yesterday and I felt no guilt over mm-hmm. it, right? You just enjoy it when you can. Mm, I love that. Okay, my next tip is fats are friends. Okay, fats have been demonized since the 80s. Do you remember when everything mm-hmm. turned fat-free and oh, then yeah. everybody got fat? 
Because they're eating cardboard and plastic. (laughs) Yes. Well, fats satiate, okay? Your brain is 60% fat, Mm -hmm. and then every hormone in your body runs off of cholesterol. That's your master hormone. And so if we take those things out, no wonder why we're having such hormonal problems in our Mm -hmm. society. No wonder why we're having depression or brain fog or all of these things. So it's just about getting the right healthy fats in, Mm -hmm. which is difficult in the processed world that we live in. So focusing on, you know, avocado oil, olive oil, coconut oil, the healthy fish, the healthy nuts, seeds, meat fat is really good for you, even though you won't really find that in textbooks. Mm -hmm. If you study it, I love the book Sacred Cow. That's a great one to read Mm -hmm. to learn about that. Um, You'll see that those fats are so good for you, but it's the refined inflammatory fats, the safflower, sunflower, corn, vegetable oil, all the things that... All the yummy chips and crackers yeah. and everything is cooked in. So just be mindful of it and and try to choose those better fats. And hello, grass-fed butter is a healthy fat. Yeah, and it it's is delish. A health- and yes, I'm all for the butter. So if you're mm-hmm. looking for your first easy swap out, instead of using vegetable oil, corn oil, just simply switch out all your oils for avocado, avocado oil, mm-hmm. and coconut oil. Olive. I also use mm-hmm. um, in my salad dressings, grapeseed oil mm-hmm. is another good one. Like, hello, easiest swap out ever. Yeah. Just buy a different product. Right. That's it. It's mm-hmm. still a Costco. Yes. It's still right there. It just, just takes it the out. transition of buying something different, yeah. right? Because we get so used to buying the same we thing. Do. So right. buy something different and try it and see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. And then focus on whole foods. I kind of already touched on this, so I'll be brief with it. But, you know, refined and processed is what's causing the problem. That's Once the Industrial Revolution happened, that's where our health started to decline. So go back to those whole foods. Go back to getting nutrients simply. And cooking doesn't have to take a lot of time Mm -hmm. at all. I spend minimal time in the kitchen. I spend more prep time, but I spend very little time actually cooking. And instant pots are incredible. I will (laughs) say that. I cook Mm -hmm. everything in an instant pot. So, you know, pick up the carrot. Don't peel it because all the nutrients are on the outside of the carrot and eat it. Pick up the bell pepper and eat it. Crack two eggs and eat them. Anything that's going to be whole is going to be significantly better for your body than anything that's been refined and changed and broken down. My doctor said in my, I don't know, one of my pregnancies said, because I was really like, no, no, give me the plan. Like, what do exactly do I need to eat? Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted to be micromanaged. And he's like, it's very simple. If it comes in a box or a bag, it's not good for you. And I was like, okay, that's advice I can get behind. Like, that's so much easier. So if it, if it has to be packaged, like in a box or a bag, likely, it's not whole food. Yes. Or if it has a commercial. If there's a commercial for it, don't you? I mean, I would love to see some broccoli commercials or right? some sweet potato commercials or something. But that's an the interesting food that's, way to think of yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't see commercials for whole healthy food. Mm-hmm. I tell my kids, just go eat something that's been alive at one time. Just eat something yeah, that's been alive. Yeah. And that really helped them. Oh, I love so that. Living that, food. That just negates the zebra cakes. I'm so confused. Where Dang it. <laughs> where does the zebra well, wait, cake Wait, a zebra in? is an animal. So if we need to really wrap our head around that. I just mentioned my childhood favorite treat. That's all. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and keep, you know, there's that joy eating too. Yeah. So 85 15. Like if you can follow this 85% of the time, then have no guilt in the other 15 because life's not worth living feeling deprived and feeling like you can't. And that's the thing is that none of this is about deprivation. It's about what you can eat to help heal those baseline things in Mm -hmm. you. Just Mm -hmm. getting the nutrients in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's a great one to talk about too, is eating sugar and well, carbs in general, healthily. So, you know, carbs have been demonized like crazy in our world, but yet our body runs off of glycogen, which is a sugar store. Mm -hmm. So if we don't have that sugar in us, you won't have energy. So I just try to teach people. I think there was a collective sigh as like Uh, every single, at least female (laughs) probably has tried some form of keto or paleo or gosh, even like HCG going mm-hmm. back, like to remember <laughs> yes. that nightmare, oh my gosh. but like we can all probably relate to that feeling of depriving ourselves of carbs and just how horrendous that felt. Yes. So prioritizing the good carbs, right? We want the complex carbohydrates, sweet potatoes. Potatoes are great for people that don't have like fungus issues. Mm-hmm. Um, root veggies, the fruits are a complex carbohydrate and give you the sugar that you need. And so eating them smart is something that I teach my clients. And that means eating your sugar with a fat or a protein. Mm-hmm. So anytime you're, you say you eat an apple, your glucose will spike significantly. If you eat that apple with a handful of almonds, you'll get a nice sustained glucose curve that's going to give you that energy throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And so simply pairing it with something is great. And then also the order that you eat in matters. So say you have a plate and you have steak, mashed potatoes, and veggies on it. You would first want to start with the veggies to get the good prebiotic and fiber in your gut, followed by the fat or protein, which would be that steak, that meat, Mm -hmm. and then followed by the starch or carbohydrate. Which Mm. sounds good too because you're naturally going to eat less carbohydrate when you've already eaten, right? Like veggies and meat and all the healthy things, you're probably not going to have that like massive mound of mashed potatoes and maybe (laughs) like a more... You fill up first on the good right. stuff. Like yeah. you, you give yourself mm-hmm. a, a more, I don't know, you're satiated with less yeah. for sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that glucose doesn't spike the same way. Right. That potato won't have, you know, eating a handful of potato chips with nothing else in your stomach will give you a massive glucose spike, which then will make you crash later on. Mm-hmm. But Ugh, if you can modulate that with fat and protein, you'll be eating your sugars in a smart way. Do you see, guys, this is so simple. We're not saying don't eat it. We're saying, hey, when you eat an apple... Dude, add something else in. Like yes. we're actually being told to eat more. Yes, <laughs> oh I can my really get on board. <laughs> and with and that. I will say, so many people I see don't eat enough. If you have chronically cold hands and feet, that means your metabolism is sluggish. That means that you're mm-hmm. not eating enough calories. So actually, adding more nutrient dense meals into your body will help heal your metabolism, which then it's not going to be sluggish. A lot of people gain weight because of sluggish metabolism. Mm -hmm. So you have to retrain your metabolism to be running all day instead of I eat this and then I don't eat anything. And then I eat this and I don't eat anything. And it kind of is a start and stop where your metabolism is really struggling. And And by metabolism, I mean every metabolic process in your body, which is over 500 of them. Hmm. So that has been my biggest learning I think with all of this is I was not eating enough Mm -hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. I was eating way too little, but I still, even though I thought I had overcome a lot of those restrictive mentalities, still like the culture of eating, I was just, I just wasn't eating enough. Yes. Like I just wasn't. Hmm. Well, can we say a layer of fat on your belly is very good and protective for you. So to try to be these supermodels or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. we're trying to attain is not a healthy thing to try to shoot for, but being healthy for your body is the goal. And then loving that body, whatever it looks like while you're being healthy, because Mm -hmm. we all have different body types. We cannot all fit into this mold of what we're supposed to look like. And your body Mm -hmm. will settle in. It will settle in. And I don't even feel like mine has 
had massive like physical changes at all but like your body is gonna settle once you heal it but it may take years like that's kind of my mentality is like my gut was probably not healthy going into radiation and then for sure was completely destroyed by radiation like it's probably gonna take years for my body to heal and my body will settle in and I think this mentality of like oh I went I went and ran five miles so now my body owes me a one pound weight loss like Mm. that whole like it's just, it just doesn't work. Like it's not as easy as calories in calories out. Like it just isn't. And so getting in like this long-term strategy of like, this is how I love my body and not putting any qualifiers on. So you better do this body. Otherwise Mm -hmm. I'm going to hate you again. Like give your body time to settle into the new way of eating and the new way of healing and give it a minute to heal. Like for heaven's sakes. Yeah. Yeah. Healing isn't linear. You know, a lot of people expect, you know, I remember when I was younger, I would do like crunches and be like, where are my abs? Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, where are they? I, I did a hundred crunches. I should have a six pack by now. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> yes. But it's not linear. You will go up and then you, it's a roller coaster and you have to keep fine tuning what you're doing. I'm constantly changing what I'm doing, depending on what I need. And that's where, you know, you find those people that can help you along the path that you trust. Really important. Mm-hmm. Um, my next tip is to sneak veggies into everything. Okay, veggies are the healer of the body. Ideally, we should be eating 12 servings of vegetables a day. The recommended daily amount for fruits and veggies together is five. So no wonder why we're constipated or we have gut dysbiosis. Like we don't have the fiber and fuel that we need in our mm-hmm. bodies. So to break that down, that six cups, if you can get a green smoothie in, that's about three cups of veggies. And then, you know, like this morning I made eggs with some sauteed spinach and pecans in it. So that good. was another, that was another. So she fed cup. us, you guys. Let's yes. just go there. Our Natalie, friend Natalie's the best. <laughs> Natalie brought breakfast to us for recording. And, and you better believe I had skipped breakfast, which oftentimes is something like that's a hard meal for me to get in sometimes. And so I really appreciate it. I know. And it's so good. And it felt so satisfying. Like eating it was obviously you've already raved about your cooking because it's actually legitimately good. (laughs) So good. Such good flavor. But I felt so good with what I was putting into my body. And so back to your point, you you get vegetables in at breakfast, which is not my lifetime habit. That's yeah. Okay, no, there's a book. I have a if, smoothie. If anyone has wants to hear a really good narrative around this whole vegetables for breakfast, there's this book called Born to Run. And essentially what it is is it's looking at cultures in Africa and you know, from way back when where literally the culture was running. Like that the that active lifestyle is so much more prevalent and what they're eating like what do they eat to sustain like the marathon they run every single day just in their way of life and actually my husband got me onto this and one of the things that they say is like have a salad for breakfast Mm -hmm. and it's kind of that same mentality I definitely prefer the green smoothie as to like a salad for breakfast but um getting those nutrients in actually is going to fuel your workout we always think of like protein and pump ups but like those vegetables fuel your body's ability to be broken down by exercise and oh here it rebuilt because mm. we we miss the rebuilt part yes. a lot of the time and so exercise makes us feel like crap or takes us days to recover from when really it's just such a simple little switch mm-hmm. of starting to wrap our head around needing vegetables at breakfast because we really do yeah. yes those mm-hmm. antioxidants are huge for healing the body and mainly come through you know, veggies and then dark berries are another great form of mm-hmm. antioxidants. So yeah, savory breakfasts are an amazing start. Or say you are having a cinnamon roll, going back to our last tip, 
eat eggs first. Mm-hmm. Get a fat and protein first, mm-hmm. then eat the cinnamon roll. Then you're not going to feel like garbage. I love donuts, so every once in a while I'll go grab a donut, but I always have a green smoothie and eggs before mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. eat my donut. Yeah. And then I don't feel sick afterwards. Right. That's a great ADHD tip as well that I've used um, with Jameson. You know, if, if your kids have any kind of um, attention, focus, sensory, like getting that heavy protein in in the morning first thing is actually really, really crucial. And it's one of those nutritional things you can do to really kind of mm-hmm. keep them a little more steady with those with those ups and downs with the glucose. Mm. Yes. So I have my one last tip for you. I have so many tips. I could keep going on for days and days. <laughs> but for today, my last tip is that meal prep will literally save your life. Mm. Oftentimes when we're hungry, that's when we just reach for yep. an option that isn't very good. Mm-hmm. And so like we mm-hmm. do our meal prep on Sundays, I get the whole family involved. I just pass out carrots, celery, everything, and I let my kids chop away. We spend time in the kitchen together. They're being educated on food as well, and they mm-hmm. know what what works works in their body, what doesn't. And so it's a really great teaching and learning opportunity. And if you don't know, a lot of people say, I don't even know. Look it up on Google. That's what I started with was, I wonder what this avocado does in our body. Let's look it up. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the celery does in our body. Let's look it up. And my kids would just look it up or, you know, hey, Alexa it. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Oh, <laughs> Did you oh, just I, activate my Alexa? I did. I did. That, what you oh, just that happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> of course that's going to happen. I saw the light shoot on. I didn't know there was one in the room. <laughs> She's, watch- She's watching. She's <laughs> watching. Yes. So meal prep, write a list yeah. and meal prep. And if you're really smart, like I got this week, I paid my niece to come prep all of my veggies genius. for me. So genius. And yes, I feel like I was winning. So, yeah. you know, do it in the way that you can. And if you have high school students, this is a great opportunity yes. to say like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to chop stuff and how to be more prepared right. for mm-hmm. this next chapter in your life where you're going to be on your own. Mm-hmm. One thing that's Love been that. impactful in our home is I've realized as a mom, I have all the healthy options available. But my kids really had like a barrier of like going to the fridge instead of the pantry. I'm not sure why. When you have fresh vegetables and fruit and nuts out on like a board, you know, they call it food boarding, whatever. When we're all at home, you better believe there's all kinds of weird vegetables and fruits and things they haven't tried. And I, when it's out on the counter, they will eat it. Mm -hmm. When there's hard boiled eggs out, they will eat them. But as a mom, sometimes you need to kind of put it right in front of their faces, especially if they're not used to it. And so that's something that's been super impactful for me. Another thing nutritionally that's been great is we get kind of stuck in the same recipes that we always cook, right? We all do this thing. One thing I love is Natalie gives really good recipes like you guys for real. I'm not talking like, oh, this tastes good for healthy. I'm talking like her mac and cheese is better than any mac and cheese I've ever had in my life. (laughs) Like it's so good. Swapping one meal out a week. Just committing to yourself, I'm going to try one new meal and get it. You know, there's a few people online we love. Obviously, Natalie's sharing great recipes. Even if you can swap out one meal a week to kind of ease your family into it. Because the other thing I see people doing is like, well, mom is inspired. We are now holistic, organic. And the kids are like, what? They haven't, you don't have buy-in from your kids. Right. So you can't come at this like guns blazing, like, we're fixing all the world's yeah. problems today. Right. Like maybe this week we focus on talking about hydration and do a hundred ounces or what, whatever it is. Maybe the next week I make sure there's a veggie tray out every day or every other day or whatever way feels good to you. That's actually going to lead you toward, toward, towards long-term success. Cause I think we do, we come out guns a blazing and our family's like, no one asked me, I want ho-hos. Like you have to kind of ease people into this. You can't just slap them right across the face with it or it's Mm -hmm. not going to go well. 
Well, mm-hmm. I tell people not to tell their families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because as soon as you say, hey, we're going to get healthy and I'm going to make you eat more vegetables, yeah. vegetables, resistance will be there. Mm-hmm. So instead, do it. Hide it in front of them. Yeah. Make sure it tastes good. And then let, and you model, right? When you eat, I praise my cooking all the time. Like I'll eat and be like, this is delicious. Can you even be leave the flavor? Like, Ooh, I got the perfect texture. And I sit there and, mm, and ah, and my kids, you know, if it looks gross, they'll kind of sit there and watch me. Like, I guess she's enjoying it. And then that first mm. bite happens. Mm-hmm. And if that first bite tastes good, win for you. Totally. So season, season, season. I always think of Gordon Ramsay, like season as you go. You yeah. got to taste it. Mm-hmm. Pull that inner chef in you. And if you don't know what seasonings to use, try them. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. dip your finger in your seasonings and taste them and see what would taste good. But don't be afraid to experiment in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. So meal prep for the win mm. every time. Well, and don't apologize for your food. I love that. And an app that I use, I don't know if you ever heard of Deliciously Ella. Mm-mm. It's a vegan cooking website. And so, I don't know, probably mid last year, I was like, hey, I'm going to just do one new recipe from Deliciously Ella every week and the first one was like a curry of some kind so easy so easy and so delicious like I'm not the person who can be like well which spice would make this taste good but I can follow a recipe like a boss yes and so having those good recipes and and just spending maybe a little time on Sundays or whatever just picking out maybe one or two new recipes each week Mm -hmm. could really be helpful I think Mm. yeah so smart well and something I do is I roast all my veggies on Sunday we prep Mm. them all and roast them and so then I can pull them out as needed and put them in any dish because a lot of times I do just kind of fly by the seat of my pants for like Mm -hmm. okay I have leftover quinoa I have roasted veggies I guess I can cook some chicken real quick or some salmon and that's our meal for the night Mm -hmm. right it's simple so simplify I mean if you're trying to do a 15 course meal you're going to feel overwhelmed oh Mm -hmm. yeah so pick a few ingredients and work off of those. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're trying to come up with a new recipe every single day, that to me has been part of my past overwhelm oh, is thinking that hard. I needed to reinvent the wheel every day. Yeah. But prepping ahead of time and really putting forth that effort at the beginning of the week and then just knowing and going, using some of the go-tos and also just like you said back, that's great advice. Like just switch, switching out one thing that would be like a typical mm-hmm. traditional meal you'd make and just trying one thing, especially some of the recipes that Natalie shares online, just mm-hmm. switch it out, try it and May the force be with you and your family. Yes. Well, and double <laughs> and it up. It. I double Ooh, and triple so every recipe. Hmm. And I freeze half or I keep half for later in the week. Or for um, lunches. I know lunches yes. are a big like mom problem is mm-hmm. what the heck to make for lunch. So yeah, same yeah. thing. When I grill on Sundays, like last night we had we had steak and I made like double the amount I needed to. And then I slice it up and it goes into the fridge so that it's something that is an easy grabber like mm-hmm. to take for the rest of the week. Mm. I'm so inspired. I, I feel like a little sponge over here. So can, did you get through all the tips, Natalie? I did get oh, through okay. all the tips. We oh did I cut you off. There's no. so much more. I mean, I can keep going. I will say, here's my extra tip that has nothing to do with health, but it's something that I see in every scan. Okay. Hmm. Do not charge your phone near your bed. <gasps> oh, no, yes. you guys, <laughs> yes. you guys, uh-huh. please explain the little demonstration you do because that change alone, mm-hmm. we all do it. Has been there. Well, will you share the AirPods thing too? Because sure, as sure. a society that lives with Apple Watches and AirPods, 
this is actually really significant for all of us, most especially our children who are spending so much time in front of computers with headphones on for school these days. Yeah. So I see electrical magnetic fields or EMF issues on people scan all the time as their environmental factor that it's affecting their cells. Mm -hmm. And the main culprit is that awesome little phone in our pockets. And so when, when your phone is on, it radiates at like a one. When you plug your phone in, oh, it radiates ridiculous. at like a thousand yeah. all night long. And most of us plug our phone in near our bed and our spouse has theirs plugged in by their bed. And that frequency, if you want to see it, I actually have a highlight bubble called EMF. Check it out, guys. And, it's and you can remarkable. see what happens. But yes, just that little swap, putting it across the room, mm-hmm. even throwing it in airplane mode. If you can, your alarm will still go off. Um, throwing it in airplane mode so that there's no signal going on right mm-hmm. there. And then, yes, AirPods are not my favorite. The reason being is that the cell tower pings to your phone, pings to your ear, through your brain to your other ear. Mm-hmm. So there's literally a signal passing through your brain. So for people that love AirPods, like if you can, just use one. So that's that it's what I, not and that's through. the swap out I've done, which probably is better anyways because it's making me more available to the outside world. So when I hike... AirPods are going in. Usually I'm listening to something. I've just started using one when I do that. Hmm. Um, and I have stopped wearing my Apple watch as you know, Natalie's aware because she's like, well, essentially a signal is going from your MacBook to your phone, to your watch, through your brain, to your ear. Like Hmm. I had this constant loop. And so EMF was something that came up on my scan. Seriously. One AirPod instead of two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't sleep Great. with your Apple watches on. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the people that have sleep issues sleep with their Apple watches on to track their sleep. Oh, I can't imagine sleeping with anything yeah. on, like jewelry. Take it easy, Rebecca. I, I don't I, need to hear about your naked I mean, sleeping, okay? I mean, to each okay? their own, but I just, I just don't. I just wouldn't. That's so uncomfortable. But anyway, to your point. Yes. Yeah. So just, just get it off your body when you can. Obviously, yeah. we need to live with technology, mm-hmm. but doing it smartly. But it's very, very simple swaps. Putting it more yes. than 10 feet away in one AirPod. Like, we can yeah. all do that, guys. Well, and ever since I heard that from you, when we first met Natalie with all of this, I haven't charged my phone next to my bed mm-hmm. once, oh, I'm not so even once. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Well, just because it sticks in your mind, as I'm mm-hmm. sure it just affected a lot of you listening, like, oh, whoa, what? What? Electromagnet? What? No, you have to I go no look idea. at the bubble because yeah. the highlight bubble in, on her Instagram, because mm-hmm. it seriously, like, is ridiculous yeah. like you're gonna watch the demonstration she does and be like well I've basically been cooking myself in the middle <laughs> well of this. let's and let's round out and let's wrap up on that note actually let's remember that we're not going to make changes and and choices based in fear no. so none of this that Natalie has shared or anything that we've talked about is not designed to freak you out or make you feel guilty or make you feel ashamed of what you've been doing or what you haven't been doing Take the information and get excited and get pumped about the way that you want to move forward, especially mm-hmm. with those small attainable changes and goals. So small, right? Yeah. That really Little, lead up to tiny big, things. big, big success. Yeah. Well, and if something didn't resonate with you, don't pick that one up. There pick you go. the one up that resonated with you that you want to start with where you can feel like you have success. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit, I mean, I didn't start doing this overnight. This is 10 years of my life of baby stepping it. Nobody does it. And nobody's perfect. I still have my bag of chips that I absolutely love although they discontinued them so the universe was just telling me (laughs) (laughs) but you know have grace take Mm -hmm. what you want leave what you don't want and then love your body I love that Natalie thank you so much for enlightening us and come back 17,000 times yes please (laughs) I would be happy to thank you so much for having me oh my gosh such a wealth of knowledge well friends we thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings and most importantly, act on them. 
We love you. We're cheering you on. And we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Or sing. Or sing. So do I need to sit up? You don't want to hear me sing. (laughs) Do it. Uh, Are you sure about that? Oh, I'm sure. My my dad was tone deaf, so. So what does it have to do with you? Mm -mm. Wait, really? You can't? You're seriously tone deaf? So here's the thing. I had a mean older sister (laughs) that told me I sang terribly, and it has stuck for life. So I sing for my children. There you go. And honestly, sing for my children. Sing for the Lord. Am I too high? Yes, I do. Mine weird. Oh, like Hillary Weeks. Yeah, it's like my dream job. And Brooke has a beautiful voice. My Brooke. No, her Brooke. <laughs> gorgeous voice and so I always tell her like please can you write songs for Jesus and record oh, them and oh that's why Hillary has your dream job because she writes dream. songs yeah, to about bear Jesus bear testimony of mm. Christ through song mm-hmm. I think is like one of the most sacred pretty jobs rad, you can huh? have mm-hmm. yes so neat Hillary mm. is pretty much her favorite do you know that a print of my butt yes resides <laughs> yes. in her master I remember listening to that podcast episode <laughs> Good. Do you know I heard someone, <laughs> Macy and I were talking to someone and they referenced the butt thing. Good. As they should. <laughs> Everyone Words needs to reference getting that. around. <laughs> As it should. Well, we've told Is the story the a few times. Is the bench still in her house? Oh yeah. It's in her master bedroom. So she can always remember you. Now. Always and forever. I think that was Becky's intention. <laughs> Is if I could just leave an impression, an actual... If I could actual... leave a stamp in her life <laughs> of the very best part of me. <laughs> She'll never forget me. She'll realize we're long-lost sisters. Exactly. Yes. Poor Hillary. <laughs>